the feed. It's episode 219 of The Feed, the official Libsyn podcast, the podcast that takes it beyond how to podcast into keeping you podcasting with podcasting tips and information for the everyday podcaster and taking you inside Libsyn. And guess where I am this very moment? I'm at PodFest in Orlando at the Libsyn booth, and I'm using a lovely Shure MV7. I thought it would be fun to capture the audio directly from here. Only the intro was recorded here. Everything else is as usual. All right, here we go. This is what's on the show. On this episode, the Rodecaster Pro leaked and released. PC users, iTunes got an update. Are your audiograms working? Conan and his $150 million deal, iOS 15.5, iPad OS 15.5, and Mac OS 12.4 for Apple Podcasts. Our Amazon Music Contest, all about affiliates, integrating spatial audio for your podcast. Oh no, Spotify had a bit of a snafu with Wild Turkey and geographic and user agent stats. If you're ready to get started with the show, tap on the, to the next chapter or that 30-second forward about six times. If you want to know how to get featured on the show, here's how. Send in your 30-second promo. We love to have them over here. Attach it to an email and send it to thefeed at lipson.com. If you don't have a promo but you want your voice on the show, ask us a question or add to the conversation that you hear in an episode, send us voice feedback. You can call 412-573-1934 or you can use SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash the feed. We also have a long running blog feature called Rockin' Lips and Podcast. Every Monday, we highlight one Lips and Podcaster. And in order for you to be featured on the blog, email the feed at lipson.com. That is it. I'll send you all the information. It is first come, first serve. So the sooner you get your info to me, the sooner I'll get it in the queue. Ready? Here we go to our main conversation with Rob Walsh, VP of Podcaster Relations at Lipson, as well as my co host, right after. Our first promo of the episode, Waiting in the Wings. Hey, y'all, we all know what it's like to feel undervalued sometimes, and I definitely felt that way as a Broadway understudy because I was never the star, just the pinch hitter for the star. In my podcast, Waiting in the Wings, Backstage Shenanigans with Amanda Lee Cobb, we hear from the covers who make shows like Hamilton, Slave Play, and Company happen. Often learning multiple roles, they live in a constant state of fight or flight, and their stories of going on last minute are crazy. So join me, and let's laugh and learn while inspiring the next generation of theater artists. Hello, Rob. Good generic time of the day, Elsie. Oh my gosh, we are currently in Florida, but not here. Not now when we're recording. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just we kidding. Will actually, by the time people hear this, we will no longer be in Florida. You are correct. We, we, I totally forgot that. I, all of a sudden, after I said that, I was like, wait, no, we're not going to be. We're going to be back. By the time you hear this... <laughs> We will be back from being together in Florida. Gosh, I haven't, have I seen you? No, right? No, it's been a while. It's been a while. Oh my gosh. It's been, a while. Yeah. It's been since, because you weren't at Podcast Movement in Orlando, I mean, in Nashville. So it's That's been, right. yeah. Since PodFest, because I, you weren't yeah. at She Podcast Live. No, no. So it's been, yeah, pre-pandemic. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I hope I recognized you. I'm just well, kidding. Well, there's more of me to recognize. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, come, come now. 
we're going to open up today by talking about some, oh my gosh, there were some leaked, like, it's so funny how the podcasting space is. I cannot even tell you how, like, it was like all bustling with this, these leaked news, right? Like, so you often get leaks and then the industry, the podcasting industry people are constantly talking about things like Apple podcast and Spotify stuff, or, you know, that's the industry. But the podcasters, <laughs> the podcasters, on the other hand, were all talking about this leak of the Roadcaster Pro 2. And oh my gosh, talk about excitement. Did you get a chance to kind of look at some of this stuff, Rob? You know, some people were complaining TRSS is gone. Uh-huh. So I think that was the probably the comment I saw the most was people saying, you know, I could use that. I need that. Or, you know, I'm holding on to the one I've got. That was kind of the comments that I saw. So did they confirm that actually? Because I didn't follow up. I believe that it it is, I think. I haven't really read too much into it. I know that there's by the time this goes live, I'm going to see if I can put in at least one review. I have seen reviews that have already come out, folks that have gotten the review units. So they've been putting up their videos or whatever. So that's been a thing. I have also seen from a couple of really committed Roadcaster Pro users that they said that they do feel the upgrade is merited. Like there's enough positive things happening with the Roadcaster Pro to upgrade. So that has been an interesting thing for me to see. So for those of you listening who don't know what we're talking about, the Roadcaster Pro is an audio interface slash everything. It's like a little podcaster box that you can do everything you possibly would want to that is very streamlined. I own the first edition is actually what I'm using right now to get my audio into my computer. And it just makes everything easier to be able to plug four separate microphones in there. Everything sort of makes sense when you look at the box. It doesn't look like the mixers of old where you see all these buttons and knobs everywhere and you don't know exactly what these things do. It's fairly open when you look at it in that respect. And um, this is, is, is a smaller. It also has a little bit of a different shape. It looks more like a square versus a little bit more of a rectangle shape. Um, I'm not sure if it's gotten smaller. It might it, it might have gotten a tiny little bit smaller in terms of the the space that it takes up. And it's gotten a few, I'm not sure that what the internal upgrades are. So that's one thing that maybe in a future episode I'll be able to report a little bit deeper into. This is just really surface level feedback that I've seen. The first part is that it is worth the upgrade. Mind you, I'm not saying this because I feel that. I'm saying this is what I have briefly read. It is worth the upgrade and that there are some features that are missing, like the TRSS connection seems to be gone, which is it was um, yet another way for you to be able to connect a device. And there were a lot of people who were using it to connect their iPads or their Android devices or their old school iPhones that had the little headphone jack attached to it, and which seems to be gone. There's also no overall headphone jack, which is, I've heard some people kind of be sad about that. So what happens with the Roadcaster Pro is every track, there's four, has its own little headphone jack, right? So if you are recording for people, each one of you can have their own set of headphones and can listen to themselves. But there's also a master 
headphone jack, which was located in the opposite side of the device, and that is where, if you had a producer or some somebody in there, they could stick the headphones there and be able to listen to everybody's track and all that stuff. I guess that was gone, or it has been taken away. I didn't really use it too much, but then I'm also not recording four people all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> There's no need for me to be using it. And then they did add this neat little button to swipe through the sound bed. So there are eight buttons in the front where you can have eight different sounds, music, audio feedback, loops, like whatever you want that you can code into these big buttons. And before they added more the opportunity to have even more sound beds, but you had to do it through the main menu. So it was through the software. You can switch sound beds by swiping the little touch screen. But this time what they've done is they've added these little buttons at the bottom of the sound bed. So it is a hardware button to be able to swipe through the sound beds, which of course makes sense because it is a little bit of a pain to have to swipe through. So- Does the new one, I haven't seen the picture of the new one. Uh, Does the new one look like someone took a Zoom H6 and mated it with a Simon? (laughs) Still? You know, yeah, it kind of does. It seems like the edges are a little bit more rounded than that. So so So, actually, so this time it picked up a little more DNA from the Simon than than the H6. Yeah, it seems like yes. And again, and then this, yes. And so the shape is, again, it's a little bit different. It is more square. And the original uh, Roadcaster is slightly more on the rectangular shaped, right? So it's a little more square. But hey, if you guys want to check it out, if any of you happen to have gotten a review unit, it seems like it's now available for pre-order. So I will have a link in the show notes for that as well. I have known quite a bit of people who have already put in the cash. It is, I believe, slightly more expensive than the original. The first one was $599. I believe this one is retailing for $799 or something like that, uh, or $750, some, something along those lines. But it is more expensive than the last, um, the last one. So if anybody has any feedback or any thoughts, again, this is a very high-level overview of not really diving into the specifics. But if any of you listening want to give us a little segment, one to two minutes, send your audio feedback. We will play it on the next episode. All right. And then you have some stuff for, oh my gosh, we're talking about PC users. What? An Apple? Huh? Apple pushed out an update for iTunes. Yes, folks at Apple Podcasts, I can say the I word here. (laughs) Since uh, PCs, PCs, it's still, there's no... Apple podcast, right? It's iTunes, still iTunes. If you want to get podcasts on a PC, it's iTunes uh, from Apple. The update is for Windows 10 and 11 users. And from what I can read, it seems to be about adding a feature that finally solves the discoverability issue in podcasting by incorporating the algorithms from the Swell acquisition. Well, that or it was just bug fixes, but definitely one of those. Oh my. <laughs> iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. <laughs> For the longest time, I was not supposed to say the iTunes word. Oh, how I missed you, my little friend. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll have a link to a Tech Radar article on it. But uh, yeah, if you have Windows 10 or 11 and you're using iTunes, there's an update. And it, yeah, it's one of those two updates. I can't remember which one it was. 
Yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes uh, to give you all the scoop on that because everybody's so interested. But we do have a little discussion here from an article from Pacific Content written by Annalise Nielsen that was, I thought, quite a good little article. It's titled, Why Your Audiograms Aren't Working. And it really, she breaks it down into these upper level categories. We're not going to get into details each one. You read the article to get that, which we'll have a link in the show notes for. But it was broken down to social media prioritizes visuals over audio. People scrolling through social media are in a snackable and screen mode. Not everyone scrolling on social media knows what a podcast is. Yes, that's true, folks. Um, <laughs> there are too many steps involved to go from scrolling to subscribing or now following. Um, and there are too many podcasts that suck. Her words, not mine. <laughs> so, yeah, again, you know, and I agree with the point she made, but I also feel she missed a key point. Oh, my. Those following you on social media are already your choir, and you are just preaching to the converted. I believe simply putting a post up that says, new episode is live with a link is likely to get you close to the same engagement as a video clip when it comes to your choir. She ended her article with this conclusion, expand on content versus promoting content, which I think is a really good way to look at it. Essentially create content for that medium that expands or carries over from your show. Again, going back to your Apple podcast consumption stats, we've talked about this in the past. Take a look at your most recent episode. You know, it's, maybe it's about a week old. See where your audience was most engaged, i.e. did not drop out. Look at what you were talking about. And if you have a script, break it into 220-ish character bytes with the one of X edition on the tweet and a good hashtag and put it out on a Twitter string with the transcript from that episode. So you just you know break it out to multiple tweets, have that one of X, and then look at the feedback you get and use that feedback on your next episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is perfect. Yep, that is so good. You know, I really love this because, and I know what you're talking about in terms of preaching to the choir when you're putting it on social. And I think part of it is that that might be the case for folks that are putting it in and saying like, listen to our latest episode, because the way that I teach a lot of people to promote themselves is that you do need to preach your, like you need to preach your choir first, right? When your latest episode is out, you just, you can go like, hey guys, my latest episode is out and they'll go and it's a reminder, Right, but exactly. That's not the only thing you put on social. There's other posts that you put out there are actually aimed at telling people you have a podcast or telling people, you know, something very specific that you covered in an episode. Or you can have a post teaching people how to consume podcasts. All of these things are important for you to have on your social channels. And those are the ones that are going to then move outside of the realm of your choir. So there is a sense of that. Now that said though, even those things that you're creating is not a direct correlation to have people immediately become podcast followers. In fact, they may not listen to a podcast that you are sharing until maybe six months or more of them following you on social media before they even actually do it, right? Because that's happened to me a lot of the times. I'll follow somebody, particularly on Instagram, where it's easier to follow them on Instagram because I'm already there. And I'm just like, oh, I'll just follow them. And then I'll see them on my feed many times. 
before I say, you know what? I'm going to go listen to their podcast. Like, <laughs> and I'm a podcast listener and it takes me that long. So it's more about making sure that they, you keep reminding them about that. But I think the point that is made with this article is that that reminder and that top of mindness doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have an audiogram. It can be an audiogram, but it can also be a quote post. It can also be a Twitter thread. It can also be like an image, just an image. It can be all of these things. So not one form of a post is not the thing that's going to get somebody to become a listener or an, an audience member. It's funny when she said that she she coined this expand on content versus promoting content. And what I call that when I used to run my um, mentorship experience is there I have an entire lesson around this. And what I call it is your ecosystem, meaning that part of the story that you're telling the really wonderful thing that that is about your show is that it's not just one piece of content, but you drop little bits in the same way that we have an ecosystem and how the world lives. Sometimes the roots are going to do one thing. The fruit is going to do another thing. The, you know, the plants are going to do something different, the branches, all of those things. And so that's how people come into it. Sometimes people will eat the fruit first. Some people are going to like, you know, take the tree down. So it's all about your, what I call from show to ecosystem is my, my teaching. So I absolutely agree. Yay. All right. And link, of course, in the show notes to this article, which we highly recommend you read in full. And uh, thank you, Annalise, for publishing that. Yeah. And then now moving on to that, to some uh, serious cash. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yes. Uh, Conan O'Brien, $150 million deal with uh, SiriusXM. They are getting all of Conan O'Brien's uh, Team Coco podcast company. That includes 11 different podcasts, including Conan O'Brien, Needs a Friend, and Inside Conan, plus a podcast hosted by Rob Lowe and Alan Yang called Parks and Recollection. And it uh, seems Conan will also produce a comedy channel on Sirius. The $150 million deal includes a five-year talent deal with Conan. So it's not just a podcast company. It is Conan. They, they charved out a chunk of his flesh. But that said, um, Team Coco staff will join Sirius XM as well, so they're not getting laid off yet. Congrats to Conan and team. Again, more, more money. Hey, being thrown at the space. More money being thrown at one person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. All right. So uh, moving on to uh, an email here. Hi, Rob. I set up our podcast. So all episodes web player is available May 16th. So our subscribers at our site can binge. But all other platforms week by week. First two episodes everywhere on May 16th. I'm hoping you can check to make sure that I've done it correctly, please. And that is from NR. Hi, NR. And I saw all the episodes are in draft mode. And looking at the web player, it looks like all the web player episodes are scheduled for 5.16 at 6 a.m. Now, I did reply to them before it was recorded, so they got to fix it. But the person had scheduled every episode on 5.16 at 6 a.m. exactly, with all scheduled for the exact same time. I'm not sure exactly what order they will appear in your player, 
remember by default the player would be the most recent episode at top the oldest at the bottom you may want to switch it to where one episode is at 6:01 a.m. the next is at 6:02 and so on to make sure they appear in the order you want so make sure you get those kind of things fixed out and you do need to hit publish to schedule them with them in draft mode they will not ever go live so if you have an episode that you've scheduled and then you say save as draft that does not publish it when it hits that date you have to hit publish and then it goes over into the waiting release area so in draft it doesn't look at the release date i do like how this person is doing a season and if you want to bulk consume now you simply sign up to be a subscriber at their site and if not you can dare i say wait each week for a new episode to be released so this person was trying to do something a little different there i thought it was neat mm-hmm. different way yeah. to do that still get it out like people are expecting it uh so kind of a little amazon prime out to the rest of the world in a more of a Netflix feel at their site. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like this idea. I really I don't think I've ever heard anybody doing something like this. So, I'm curious to see how that works out, but that's a really interesting way to do it, and it's another really amazing way to get folks to go to the website and also to just go ahead and 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 check in your membership stuff. So, all of that uh that's another way to offer some premium premium access to yeah. folks. So, I, I like that nice. idea. So, I like that nice. idea too. NR, good job. <laughs> NR, good job. <laughs> In addition to delegated delivery, which we talked about on the last episode, Apple also announced a couple of other new features, items per iOS 15.5, iPad OS 15.5, and Mac OS 12.4 for Apple Podcasts. One is annual subscription plans. Podcasters can now offer up annual subscriptions alongside monthly subscriptions. This gives the option to offer a discount to listeners for paying for a year-long subscription, but you must add in the yearly price for this option. And the uh, other change update was um, more ways to manage storage. Do you want to read this from Apple? Quote, listeners can configure new preferences for automatic downloads to ensure the episodes they desire are available for offline playback while preserving device storage. From the settings app on iPhone and iPad, navigate to podcasts, then tap automatically downloaded to choose how many episodes are downloaded and kept on the device for all shows. Listeners can choose to keep a number of recent episodes, for example, three latest episodes per show, all episodes published recently, for example, last 14 days, all new episodes, or none, which is off, so that all episodes are streamed when played. For those new to Apple Podcast, the latest five episodes are kept for all episodic shows, and all episodes are kept for serial shows by default. Otherwise, all new episodes are kept by default. Unquote. So let me try to unpack that a little. If you are a longer-term user of Apple Podcasts listener, then all new episodes are kept by default. But those new to Apple Podcasts, and I'm going to guess new as in after the updates to iOS 15.5 is a min and likely means new as of iOS 15, for those people, the default is only keep the last five episodes for episodic show, which is most shows, or to keep all episodes for serial shows. Apple is doing 
this all in the name of helping manage your device's storage, which I know on my devices, uh, podcast takes up a decent amount of space. I'm a pack rat for old episodes. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the other things, too, was there's the option of none, which is now where all episodes are streamed. That's not a default option. There had been some that were saying that it was going to be. That's not a default option, the, the none. The default option is still download, you know, and keep the last five. So just wanted to point that out. But that, that is an option that people can choose. They can now go in and choose none, and it changes it so that none of the shows auto-download. Okay, and here's a, another bit of a quote here, some more from Apple. These are the latest in a series of meaningful updates to Apple Podcasts for listeners and creators. Within iOS 15.4, listeners gain the ability to browse shows by season and filter episodes by status. As of last month, listeners in the U.S. and Canada can also browse three new Apple Podcast collections, Darkside, TBH, and Popped to easily discover their next true crime binge and find great episodes about what's happening in culture and entertainment. Creators recently gained the ability to upload MP3 files for subscriber audio, customize subscription banners and show pages, get help launching a subscription with Jumpstart, download a new listening reports and view followers in Apple Podcast Connect. Apple Podcasts also announced Delegated Delivery, which helps creators publish their free and premium audio through participating third-party hosting providers. With these updates, Apple Podcasts continues to offer the best experience for listeners to discover, enjoy, and support their favorite shows and for creators to grow their audiences and build their businesses, end quote. And it's good to see Apple continuing to update and improve podcaster listeners for their experience and podcasters experience with Apple podcasts. That is good for all of us. Uh, will be very, very interesting to see what Apple does at WWDC on June 6th. We'll be uh, recording our next episode on June 9th and we'll update on any significant changes with regards to Apple podcasts. <laughs> Heck, we'll report on any crumb info <laughs> regards to <laughs> Apple podcasts. Who are we kidding? Right. Um, so yeah. if there's anything about Apple podcasts mentioned in that keynote, we'll be on it like a duck on a Cheeto. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Here's another email. Hi, Rob. My team is looking to improve our podcast search across our top directories. Are there best practices we should be following? Also, how important are keywords in podcast searches? Thanks for any insight. And this is from NR. Okay. Per podcast search, it is best to optimize for Apple Podcasts given they are greater than 60% of downloads. Apple looks at what is in your show title and author tag for search results, then sorts based on the total number of all-time subscriber followers, plus gives a little boost on if you have released anything lately. At the episode level, Apple looks at the episode title and the episode level author tag, and then sorts based on recent consumption of that episode. Apple does not look at your show or episode descriptions at all. They also do not look at keywords. Actually, only four small apps look at keywords. That is out of the well over 100 apps that we researched on. In short, when optimizing for search on podcasting, look at your show and episode titles. Make sure they have those keywords in them you think your audience would be searching for. Other apps also skew heavy towards the titles, but a few do look at the description 
So a little attention to description can help on the smaller apps. Again, just not in Apple Podcasts. Let me know if you have more questions on this. Finally, the one thing I see people overlook is the artwork. They get their show in search results, but forget that their artwork is what then gets the click tap. Make sure your show artwork looks good when shrunk down to 100 by 100 pixels, as that is how it is often will be displayed in a search results. Make sure it easily projects what the show is when you scan the artwork, because people aren't going to look at the title under the artwork. They're going to look at the artwork. So really, when you're optimizing for SEO, for Apple Podcasts, we call it ISO, for iTunes Search Optimization, APSO, whatever you want to call it, PSO, Podcast Search Optimization, whatever you want to call it, artwork is fundamental to that because at the end of the day, after your show gets selected in a search result, it's the artwork that will determine if someone taps on it or not. Speaking about podcast artwork stuff, another place where your artwork, aka your thumbnail, really is important is on YouTube. And the reason I'm talking about this is that we have been really active on our kind of newish YouTube channel. So if any of you are on YouTube a lot or don't know we have a YouTube channel, head over to youtube.com slash Libsyn and subscribe to the channel. We're trying to do playlists up there. We're doing all kinds of stuff. We're going to be doing some live events, but we, we currently have a little playlist. It's called Podcasting Under 100 dollars, like a hundred dollars. And so we have currently, I think three videos that go along with that podcast series, the under 100 podcast series. And then I think we are going to have one more. And then if we continue, we can continue to build on that. So if you have any ideas as to what we should cover for under a hundred dollars, please let us know. We'd be happy to add to that uh, playlist. So right now we have podcasting for under a hundred dollars, which is the whole thing. Soup to nuts, what you need to invest in to podcast under 100. We also have $100 headphones. So what are the top headphones to have for podcasting that are under 100? And we have the same for microphones. Those are the ones that are currently published. I do know that we have another one coming up that is the $100 of apps, apps for podcasting that are all under $100. That's also coming out into our series So check it out. It's actually really fun to see all these shows. And now we have something to send people to, Rob. So exciting. I love the t-shirt that actress was wearing in the video. (laughs) He would be talking about the under $100 series that I have in there. Yes. Thank you so much. Check out my t-shirt and give me a I'm not going to tell you what it is, folks. You have to watch the video to see what the t-shirt was, but it's classic. It's cool. I know. I I did it on purpose, of Mm -hmm. course. I was yes. very thoughtful about what I <laughs> But yeah, please let us know. And I'd love to hear your feedback or actually not even through here, but leave us a comment. Like leave us a comment inside the YouTube channel. That would be amazing. A nice, kind comment, not a YouTube typical comment. Yeah, not no. trolls. We don't want trolls yeah, yeah, messing no. around with our business. Um, yeah, we want human interaction. Anyway, so we have a contest that we announced last episode, but we're talking about it again. Here we are. This is the Amazon contest. For this contest, the rules are simple. One, your podcast needs to be in Amazon Music. Two, your podcast needs to be hosted on Libsyn or Libsyn Pro. Three, you need to put out a tweet on June 17th, because that's a prime day. That includes your Amazon Music URL for your show and doing an at Libsyn in that tweet and the hashtag pound gems 617 or hashtag gems 617. 
And 617 is the numbers, guys. Six, the number six, the number one, and the number seven. Yes. And then after the 17th, we will look at how many tweets there were. We'll run a random number generator for that range and find the winners. There will be 10 winners. Note only one tweet per podcast, but you have multiple podcasts. You can do multiple tweets for the different shows. So what do you win? The 10 shows selected will be featured in Amazon Music's Hidden Gems section starting on June 27th. This is a great way for 10 shows to get some extra promotional love from Amazon. And again, all you have to do is on June 17th, 2022, tweet out your show's Amazon Music URL. Also put in at Libsyn and hashtag Gems617 in said tweet. We will, after 17th, pick the 10 URLs and send the, the show URLs to Amazon after we confirm all shows are hosted on Libsyn. So there you go. Sweet. What should we follow this with? Oh, we should follow it with, oh, my God, a possible promo number two that has a pretty uh, interesting name here. This is Please Don't Follow Me Home. Hi, my name is Joey, and I'm an amateur ghost hunter. And I'm Jimmy, the open-minded paranormal skeptic. And this is Please Don't Follow Me Home. In this podcast, Jimmy and I adventure to haunted places. We also talk about terminology, theories, and beliefs as to why and if ghosts even exist. Join us as we explore the realm of the spirit world as we experience, talk, laugh, and ponder the paranormal. New episodes drop every Monday, so subscribe to Please Don't Follow Me Home on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. For a second there, I thought this was going to be like a Hooters Girl podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So now we are going to be talking about our affiliate program because we haven't told you guys very much about it other than a way while back. So we currently have an affiliate program, which you can find over at Libsyn.com slash affiliate. Just one like affiliate. So basically you sign up and you get a little unique promo code that you can promote to your people. Right. And when they sign up with your Lipson promo code, they get up to two months free of Lipson, which is fabulous. And then once they pay their first month's bill, we will pay you the equivalent to that plan level they signed up for. So obviously, if they sign up for a $30 plan, you will get 30 bucks. If they start off with a $5 plan, you will get $5. So that's what's going to happen once they pay for that first monthly plan. Now, some of the benefits of the program is that you get 100% commission payment on your referrals. You get your little custom promo URL to track your digital referrals, which is awesome. We also get all kinds of little custom social media assets with your little promo code already done for you if you wanted to. Obviously, if you want to do your own, that's fine too, but we get that for you. You get some copy points for to be able to put on social so you don't have to think too hard, including some audio promos. Then there's like pre-recorded promos to help promote your promo code and a free membership to the Lipson Savings Marketplace with hundreds of additional discounts, which is kind of super fun. And we'll probably be talking a little bit more about what that is very, very soon. Now, Lipson affiliates get exclusive discounts and contents from partners like Shore. So you get 20% of any product. Oh my God. Audimute, 20% of acoustic solutions. And I don't know if you've seen, I looked at their Twitter page the other day, Rob, and I was like, um, I need to have some of those things because they're so cute. Then Aurelex, 33% off of a podcast started kit. 
TeePublic, there's exclusive rev share uh, with the TeePublic company. And Pair Networks, which is our sister company, 15% off web hosting. So those are all some really wonderful things that you get as an affiliate. So please, please, please go ahead and sign up over at Lipson.com slash affiliate. Please note terms and conditions apply. The payout is for the first paid month. It's not ongoing. And as long as the person does not cancel within the first 90 days. There you have it. And tell them that the feed sent you. Then we'll get cookies. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. We also have an awesome feature. Rob, did you see this? Did you see this feature? And so I'm so excited. So we're featuring Kamuela Kaneshiro from Legends from the Pacific, who is a longtime listener to the feed and and then even a longer podcaster, if you could believe in that. Like he started podcasting way, way back in the day. He's an incredible asset to the podcasting space. So go ahead and check out this feature. I asked him some specific questions and he really shares some wonderful insight. There's nothing like getting insight and wisdom from someone who has been doing it for a long time because they've got some very interesting things to share. So thank you, Kamuela, for um, giving me your time so that I can share, share you a little bit. Mahalo, Kamala, and thanks for the very nice email you sent. Yay. All right. In the past, I've mentioned one of the hardest calls is when you have to tell someone their baby is ugly, so to speak, when it comes to their stats. Well, I had a harder call this week. There was a show uh, looking for ads, and their numbers just didn't add up. For one period, there was a bunch of downloads for Uniques, and, but nothing for IB. Then, like a switch flipped, IBs went up, but all were browsers. At least the top five user agents were. Mm. So I had a call, and I asked the person, have you hired anyone promising audience growth? And he said, yes, he hired someone. And let's just say the Asia Pacific region that guaranteed audience growth. This one in the end really ended up me telling them the DNA test came back and it's not your baby. (laughs) And I kind of felt a little like Maury Povich, except in this case, the dad was sad. It was not his baby. Yeah. I had to explain that anyone promising audience growth, especially from outside the U.S., especially from the Asia-Pacific region. Well, that is all BS. I asked them to turn off that service and to promote their Lipson survey, and more importantly, to only mention and promote their survey on their podcast, not on social media or anywhere other than in the show notes for the episode they mention it on, and to see what type of audience there really is and what kind of interaction there is with the audience. So it will be interesting to see, one, if he turned it off. He hadn't turned it off as of last night. We'll see if he turns that off or if he just keeps the numbers pumping and tries to go and sell his podcast to ads to some other network. But he claimed to feel that it was an, an, a mistake, an innocent mistake. He didn't know, and he didn't know what they were doing, and he thought it was legit. That was money you just wasted. Stop wasting it, turn it off, and let's really find out what your audience size is. Yeah. It's very hard, Rob. It's very hard. Once you, you know how I see this at this moment? I see it like, folks that really love their Instagram filters, you know, like the those lovely Instagram filters that you put in your face and then you look really cute or there's a, does all the things that you wish. <laughs> it's, it's just so messed up. All I can say is that it's like a ego thing and people who can't even take a picture without a filter on, on Instagram. It's like that kind of stuff like kind of breaks my heart because 
you got to love yourself, man. You got to just love yourself. I'm I'm not talking about, you know, if you need some enhancement at some point in your life or something like that, but not when you like completely look like a different person and nobody would recognize you in real life, which is exactly what's happening with folks that are doing this kind of stuff where you're getting these downloads, but you literally do not have an audience. <laughs> I mean, we we have a way to look into the stats. We check these things out. We validate shows for advertising and we we do deep dives, especially when things don't look right. The thing is, it's not a good look for us to be able to advocate for you and sell you and do all of the wonderful things to make sure that our advertisers get their money's worth. If your audience is not there, it's really bad. And it, in fact, it's not necessarily that we don't want to look back. It's like literally the entire space could suffer because of that. It's like raspberries. When you open up that container of raspberries and you see the one has mold on it, you got to throw the whole thing out. <laughs> don't be that moldy raspberry. Ruining it for the rest of the raspberries. I can't put in my smoothie. Yes, you're ruining it for the rest of the raspberries or the lemons <laughs> or the tangerines. Gosh darn it. That really <laughs> makes me bummed when they get moldy too. <laughs> it ruins it for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's another email. Hi, Rob. I hope all is well. I wanted to ask a question. I'm working on integrating spatial audio into a few shows, and it looks like I can only really utilize MP4 files. Will that work to upload, publish, and carry over the spatial audio? I see that MP4s aren't supported by all platforms, so that may be the downfall of the idea. Thanks. And this is from NR. It should work, but you cannot not not use any ad stitching with this, period. As long as you don't do that, then what you upload to Libsyn will be exactly what gets downloaded from us to the show's listeners, with the exception of Spotify and Deezer. I believe uh, we would flag them as video files and convert them to MP3 for those services. But MP4s will only be supported by those aggregator services that play the audio or the video and audio from video files. Uh, I've mentioned this before. I have a link in the show notes to my tutorial of which services those are. In short, it's the first two groups that would support it. The last group will not support anything on video. They won't even show video episodes. But FYI, for audio, if you want the biggest audience, then it's MP3, mono, 44.1 kilohertz sample rate, constant bit rate, which we recommend 96 kilobits per second. That is the most compatible format across all services and players. So if you're looking for most compatible, biggest audience, great. But in this case, it doesn't sound like you you want something special. Just understand special means limited reach. And I can understand how fun something like that would be. So I don't, I'm not discounting like doing some spatial audio and ex experimentation and all that stuff. I think, I think that's great. And it's very fun to be able to do experiments that way and see how it works and all of that stuff. But just don't expect that experience to be able to be carried over for everything, right? It's just not going to happen. And particularly because then you also have to discount. And, and again, I'm not trying to dissuade here. I'm just stating facts right. that even if somebody is doing a spatial audio type of experience for their folks, even if everything supported it, every top player out there. Well, you know what? Most podcast hosts wouldn't support this because a lot of podcast hosts will convert the file. You might upload it at one bit rate. They're going to re-encode that as a different bit rate. Libsyn, you upload that MP4 file, we'll download that MP4 file. 
So there's a lot of services out there which actually change the files. We're one of the few that will not change the file. All I'm saying is like, let's say everybody did it. You still have to have the end user experience here. The end user also needs to, however they're listening, so not even the file, however they're listening, they also, there are headphones. You need to have AirPod Pros. Yeah, they have to also support spatial audio and whatever that experience is. And at this point in time, that's also not something everybody has. And you're already discounting a lot of folks who are not investing hundreds of dollars on their headphones. There are some, uh, that's why we made, you know, the video that we put out of headphones under $100 is doing really well out there because there are some people who are just like, just give me the cheapies. Just give me the $15 headphones. So you're starting to get to an issue, an issue, an issue, and all of a sudden it's just Mary in Sydney, Ohio is the only one that can actually experience it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So again, not to discount, hey, listen, innovation happens by people testing things out and I'm all cool with that. I'm just, I'm just laying out the expectations of folks who can really enjoy the experience that you're spending time on doing are going to be a very small amount. And if that's cool, right, that's great. But you also have to think about all of these little bits. But the, the biggest concern to me is really more the end user because most of them are some people will enjoy it, but there's a lot of folks who are going to have their Apple earpods in their heads or, you know, the $15 Bluetooth headphone that they got from Target. And that's not going to support it. At least Mary and Sydney will appreciate it. That's right. So uh, this weekend, switching gears, a few people started reporting they were seeing sponsored by Wild Turkey Badge on their Spotify page for their podcast. I believe this was almost all Anchor. I think it was only Anchor podcast. Not 100% sure. This included uh, the Sobercast and many other podcasts where a bourbon sponsor was not asked for and, um, well, was 100% completely inappropriate. Worse than even a Burger King ad on a vegan show. The agency canceled the campaign with Spotify and is regrouping. While the folks at Spotify responsible for this are no doubt quickly consuming all the free wild turkey that had been sent to the <laughs> Oh, my God. Sadly, this is not the first, nor will it be the last time this type of story comes up with the wrong ads going in the wrong show. Do what they say, say what they mean. Uh, one thing leads to another. Um, sorry, depressed to the 80s there. But sadly, there is no quick fix for this type of thing. See what I did there? Anyway, point is this. The harder everyone works to fill the most shows in the shortest possible time with the most ads, that just leads to these inevitable types of mistakes, human or algorithmically. They will happen again, and that is a bulge on the throat that we are just going to have to suffer through. This time it was, is Spotify's nightmare. Next time it might be someone else's. I think it's very safe to say brand safety, those are two words, are going to be the buzzwords around podcasting for the next few years, men. Good points there. So it looks to me that you've gotten a worse question on Quora. Rob. You want to read this? This is my worst core question in the last two weeks. And it was, it was okay. clearly this one. Okay. All right. Here we go. Quote, why do we still use the word podcast, even though iPods haven't been a thing now for almost a decade? Surely there must be a better catch-all term for our recorded audio show that you post on the internet, unquote. <laughs> oh my God. Short answer. No, there's not a better name, period. Okay. Longer <sighs> answer which is what I wrote back in 2007 and is still accurate today. Apple, Google, Microsoft, all call them podcasts. Game over, move on. When you get those three companies with very conflicting interests, all agreeing on one name, it makes that name the best name. 
that anyone had an issue back in 2007 was mind boggling to me then. If you listen to Podcast 401, you know uh, about my soapbox Oz on the name. That people continued to push on that back on that name showed a lack of marketing acumen. And to ask it today, oh boy. So that's what got it the worst question of the, the last two weeks. Um, link in the show notes to episode 219 for my very timeless article originally written in 2007 with the title, A Podcast by Any Other Name is Still a... Ha ha ha. There you have it. So it'll be a link in the show notes so that you can get that. All right. Here's another email. Hi, Rob. When reviewing metrics for ad stitching campaign results, what is the listenership criteria for IAB stats for said campaign and ad slot metrics? Regards, NR. With IAB, it is only counted as a download in the stats for an ad slot if all the byte ranges for that specific ad were delivered to the potential listener. So if someone was progressively downloading an episode, i.e. on a browser or via an aggregator app where it is not fully downloaded, um, like we talked about earlier where Apple Podcasts, you can select to only you know stream progressively download, no downloads. If any of the byte range for that ad it is not delivered, i.e. the user clicks the skip button on the episode to jump over the ad, then it would not get counted in the stats. So it's possible that you have mid-roll slots one, two, and three in our stats, and two has a higher number than one. So that can happen uh, because, again, per the IAB stats, we we count it when we look at the byte ranges where the ad is, is in the episode and all the byte ranges are delivered. So that's how it works. All right. And... Oh my gosh, we have now promo number three. And this is from the Mindful Midlife Crisis. Okay, while this is playing, I'm going to go look at a sports car. <laughs> Maybe a convertible. Looking for a better way to navigate the complexities and possibilities of life's second half? Listen to the Mindful Midlife Crisis with Billy and Brian, where we have engaging conversations with experts in social-emotional learning, mindfulness, unlocking our potential, marriage and relationship counseling, and understanding the importance of inclusion, diversity, and equity. Our goal is to help people of all ages live their best lives. Listen to the Mindful Midlife Crisis wherever you get your podcasts. Well, thank you for that. Are you back to listening? Come back. Okay. <laughs> I got you on that one. <laughs> all right. Now on to stats and user agents, geographic info. And first up, country breakdown for April per download geographically from all sources. U.S., 65.6%. That was up from 63.7% in March, by the way. Uh, Canada at 5%. U.K. at 4.6%. Australia at 3.4%. Germany at 2.7%. Sweden at 1.5%. Netherlands at 1%. Then rounding out the top 20, Japan, Mexico, Spain, India, Brazil, France, Denmark, Ireland, New Zealand, Puerto Rico, Russia, South Africa, and China. And uh, the one change in April with the listing of countries was South Africa joining the top 20. Uh, between March and April, those with changes greater than 0.2%, again, was the U.S., which moved up to 65.6 from 63.7, and the Netherlands, which dropped down to 1% from 1.4%. Of course, check your stats and see how you measure up to these numbers for April. And uh, now into the user agent stats. And for April, 
Across all shows globally, hosting on Libsyn and Libsyn Pro, mobile downloads were at 90.91% of all downloads going direct to mobile devices. Computer downloads were at 8.83%. Home voice attendance plus set-top boxes were at 0.27% in April. The iOS to Android ratio in April was 6.5 to 1, which is up a smidge versus March's 6.4 to 1. Mobile aggregator apps not from Spotify, Stitcher, or from Apple in April were 9.5% of all downloads, which is down versus March, which was 9.9. And the big dog in aggregator apps is still Apple Podcast app, iTunes, because it's still a thing, and uh, and the full Apple Podcast ecosystem coming in at 70.6% of all downloads for April. Number two was for April was Spotify 10.5, number three, Google Podcast 1.85, number four, Overcast at 1.5, and that was everybody over 1%. Those under 1% in order, Podcast Attic, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Facebook, which, are going, which is going away, the Podcast app, PodNods, Player FM, Podcast Republic, Downcast, Evox, TuneIn Radio, AntennaPod, Acast, also going away. Pandora, Deezer, Podomo, Ghana, Samsung Podcast, Castro, RSS Radio, Mixerbox, iCatcher, and Podkicker. Then many more that come in at less than 0.02% and don't really warrant a mention yet. But actually, this is getting a little longer. So we're getting more shows, aggregator apps moving in to that greater than 0.02%. But it's really hard, really hard to launch an app where people consume and get to that 1% or even to the 0.2% range and not to mention even 0.02. So when I see people talking to me, Hey, we want you to partner. We're launching this podcast consumption app and we're going to be able to give all podcasters all this kind of data and we haven't launched yet, but it's going to be great. And I go, yeah, not so much. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard to bring I mean, it in look, there. Google podcasts is only 1.85% and it's, Google. it's Google. That's crazy. Okay. Now to where we have been. Where have you been? I went over to pod work last, uh, like, I guess now it would be two weekends ago when this show goes live. It is the Podcast Network Conference. It was a really a wonderfully run event. Very impressed with the way that they ran it in there. I was on a panel discussion talking about women-led podcast networks, and it was really awesome. I really had a great time. The team over at Podwork is doing some great work. So keep an eye out on that conference in the future. In fact, if you want to just click through, I'll have a link in the show notes still there, just in case you can still uh, in some way sh- sign up for something or consume the conference, or at least maybe sign up for a newsletter so that you are aware of what they're doing for next year, because they did a really lovely, lovely job. I was also on PodChat, which is a, again, a me- one of those meta podcasts, right? It's a podcast about podcasting, or at least about the podcasting industry, having conversations in there. Um, Danny was a fantastic interviewer. He was very kind and awesome. And I really enjoyed my time on that show. It's a very good um, interview. I really enjoyed the way that he put it together. And he's very succinct and on point. And so I'll have a link in the show notes. If you if you get an opportunity, go ahead and listen up. I, I really liked um, it. And while you're at it, listen to other uh, podcasts, uh, episodes of PodChat so that you can hear. He, he does a fabulous job on that. 
And uh, I was interviewed on Redbeard Radio, which went live May 24th. The title is How to Monetize Your Podcast with Dynamic Ads. The link to the episode is in the show notes for episode 219. Brian, thanks for having me on the show. Sweet. And folks, by the time you hear this, we would have been at PodFest. And uh, wow, what a great time. And just hoping we did not get monkeypox. Oh, my God. Knock on wood. Oh, my God. So where are we going? Oh Elsie, where are you going? Where am I going? She podcast. All right. As of now, she podcast live, people. I'm going to have a link in the show notes so that you all can get your tickets. That's going to be in Washington, D.C. in mid-October. It would be phenomenal to have folks attend. It's going to be a, an amazing time over there. And of course, we're going to be over at Podcast Movement as well. I mean, that's I, I'll be at Podcast Movement as well, that, which is prior to she podcasts. But I just had to skip. Yeah, I had to skip over to, to that part. But anyway, where where are you going to be, Rob? I will be speaking at the Radio Inc. and Podcast Business Journal's How to Make Real Money Podcasting Virtual Event, which is July 19th and 20th. And it is an event Libsyn is sponsoring. So if you are interested in making real money podcasting, then this is literally the event for you. You can learn more and register at makerealmoneypodcasting.com. I will also be at the Rockin' Pod Retreat Saturday, July 23rd, right here in Nashville. If you are in the Nashville area or any, you know, Louisville, Atlanta, anywhere that you drive to, um, highly recommend you come to this event. There will be workshops and speakers from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on that Saturday. Then from 3 to 5, there's a guided tour of the Musicians Hall of Fame. And from 6 to 10 p.m., there will be live music. Again, that is Saturday, July 23rd, and it is Rockin' Pod. Registration is now open. It's $100. Link in the show notes. August 23rd to 26th, as you mentioned, we'll be at Dallas for Podcast Movement's main show. I'll be speaking at Content Marketing World the week of September 12th in Cleveland. I'll be speaking at TechLearn on 21st of September in Austin. And I'll be speaking at HCIC, a health conference in Miami on November 7th. And as I mentioned, it's, that's the, the day before my wedding anniversary. So 25th wedding anniversary. So yeah, mm -hmm. better get a rental card just in case. Folks, check your calendars. Block off those dates now. And if you are looking for a job in podcasting, also make sure you go to podcastingjobs.com. We've got some listings up there still. So go to podcastingjobs.com. If you made it this far and you are a podcast junkie. Don't forget to send your feedback for anything we did or did not mention on this episode. <laughs> you can record that feedback and email it to us at thefeed at com, or you can call us at 412-573-1934 or you can use SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash thefeed. Right on. Well, uh, we look forward to talking all about what possibly was announced at WWDC. Maybe we're getting just too excited. We always do. In a but fortnight. We look forward to in a fortnight. And a, in a fortnight. We'll be back in a fortnight. <laughs> and uh, look forward to hearing from you. Please do send your feedback, your audio feedback, and uh, chat with you in a couple of weeks. Ciao. Bye.